everyone. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Matthew Talks About Sport podcast. This week I'll be joined by Daniel. Welcome to the show, mate. It's great to have you on. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. It is. And um, today we're going to be talking about the AFL, the NRL, F1 and supercars. Uh, there's not going to be a sports overview this week, as not much else is happening that we're not going to talk about in depth. So we're just going to jump uh, straight into the AFL. And the first major point from the last couple of weeks is that our uh, Richmond, they just seem to have uh, forgotten how to win in the last uh, five rounds. They've uh, played that brilliant game against Geelong, uh, where Geelong had a bit of a last quarter comeback. Uh, then they beat West Coast, but then a, a couple of poor losses to Gold Coast and North Melbourne, and then a draw with Fremantle. They could be five wins from their last five. Instead, they've only got six points, and they might miss finals. What do you make of this? Yeah, it's definitely a big drop-off from Richmond, who's um, in the past few years looked really strong. Uh, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, it was a really good game between them and DeLong, um, but it set up just a chain reaction of them losing. Um, like you said, to North Melbourne and um, then the draw last time. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting to see how far they've fallen pretty much um, from last year. Yeah, it's certainly uh, going to be interesting for them because there's clearly still quite a lot of premiership talent there, but they've just lost that that oomph that really won them uh, those three premierships. And... um. They've also had some retiring players. I believe it was Kane Lambert during the week who's uh, retired. And um, and you know what? Good on him. He's uh, he's played in three premierships. He's done well. Uh, but then, of course, uh, Dustin Martin's injured and he's out. He's their main driving force. I just don't think they're the, the team they used to be. Uh, as for the rest of their season, they have... Um, Quite a few uh, interesting games, starting with this week against Brisbane, but it's uh, it's at the MCG where Brisbane struggle, uh, so they could get a win there. And then Port Hawthorne and Essendon are all games they should be winning, so there's still a chance at the eight. Uh, but what do you think of uh, their run home, their final month of footy? Um, yeah, it would definitely be um, interesting. Um, yeah, like you said, there should be a couple of um, eat, not really easy, but um, projected win. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting to see how they'll go. Um, not sure if they'll make the eight. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to watch. So I'll uh, watch this space. Uh, the next point is a point that uh, I'm going to enjoy talking about because that's about my club, Geelong. And I looked a bit shaky, but we got the job done against the Power over the weekend, beat Carlton the week before. Uh, and obviously before then, the brilliant wins against Melbourne, uh, North Melbourne and Richmond. Um, it's now like a nine-game winning streak, I think. We're a game clear on top. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on Geelong at this point in the season? Yeah, Geelong has had like a um, bit of a last um, few games surge um, to take the top of the ladder. Um, definitely into the title. Um, and there's just going to be some challenges. They're not um, completely ahead on the table but yeah definitely uh, good to see if you're a Geelong fan um, and yeah um, see how they go for the rest of the season 
It's going to be interesting uh, because the the last four games, three of them are at home. They're all against uh, teams that we probably should be beating. Um, And there's kind of goods and bads to that. On the one hand, uh, you can almost chalk up three of those wins now just because we look so unbeatable at the Cattery. Um, But, of course, we do need to get in tip-top shape for the MCG. We've won four of our five games there this season, which has been good. Um, But, of course, you know, we've only lost like four or five games um, in the past five or six years uh, down down in Geelong. Um, So those games are against the Bulldogs, St Kilda and West Coast, which are all games, you know, we should be winning. Uh, And then the one other game is uh, against um, over in round 22. It will be against the Gold Coast up in Metricon. So it seems like an easy run home for Geelong. Uh, But moving on now is uh, Melbourne. They had uh, an interesting loss, and we'll we'll do a bit of a deep dive into this game against the Bulldogs in big grand final rematch. Jamara Hagen kicked five goals. They now have a very interesting game against Frio Friday night. Uh, where uh, due to the the run home of teams like Brisbane and Geelong in the form of Collingwood, um, there's a chance Melbourne could uh, miss the eight. It just seems to have fallen off for them in the last uh, eight or nine weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, after Melbourne was really dominant, um, they're now sitting um, up in the top eight. But yeah, as you said, um, if they lose the plot, they could well find themselves outside the top eight and missing finals. Yeah, it's going to be uh, an interesting one for Melbourne. Um, it's, uh, you know, you, you expect them uh, that they'll come out on top, but, you know, a game against Collingwood or Carlton, that's not set. Uh, neither is this week against Freo and, of course, Brisbane in round 23. So they're four games where I think I'd tip them, but it's... There, there's there's a lot that goes into that, you know, so it it could uh, fall out a bit for them. Um, next up, we're gonna uh, look to the uh, to the ladder more broadly, and uh, there's there's seven teams comfortably in the eight, um, and we'll we'll talk about a couple more of them. Um, but mo- more uh, interesting is uh, the fact that. Bulldogs and St Kilda in eighth and ninth, each on ten wins. Richmond in tenth on nine and a half due to that draw. Those are probably the three teams fighting uh for the top eight. Um, how do you see the the these three teams battling it out? Who do you think will get that final spot? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, I'm not sure who I would say. Uh, maybe probably the Bulldogs. Um, just assuming uh they've got. Um, the percentage at the moment um, to top over the St Kilda. Um, but definitely, it's really close. St Kilda definitely could get up there. And then there's Richmond only two points behind both of them um, that could make a, a late dive in the feet, um, the, into the top eight. Yeah, it's definitely uh, going to be an interesting one. So watch this space. And the last main topic of AFL from the past couple of weeks to, uh, to discuss is the fact that Collingwood... Um, they've had a killer last few weeks. They're on a similar winning streak to Geelong, and they are now in the top eight. Uh, can you believe it? So, um, what what have you thought of their season? Obviously, there's been a lot of uh, close matches. Um, so on the weekend, it was won by a goal after the siren. 
Um, and you know, out of their nine games, something like six of them have been by by less than two goals, maybe even more. Um, so it's going to be interesting to observe. Uh, but what do you think of Collingwood? Obviously, they have a poor percentage, but they're just getting the wins on the board. Yeah, they've definitely had a couple of uh, quite a lot of really close games um, leading up to this round. Um, yeah, but it's um, they've just made it straight up there. Um, good on them. And yeah, uh, lots of close games, definitely within a couple of goals. Um, so yeah, um, as you said, they've got the wins on the board um, and they're in the top eight now. So um, good on them. Yeah, it is, uh, you know, good for Collingwood fans, not quite good for the rest of us who can't stand them. Uh, but now we're going to shift over to the NRL. The first talking point, similar to uh, the Richmond Tigers, the Storm, they seem to have forgotten how to win. Their last four games now are losses. Uh, we spoke about the Sea Eagles and the Sharks. Um, but the last two weeks, poor against the Raiders and now Souths. They've lost four in a row. Uh, they are currently out of the top four. They, they could slip even further. They're even with the Rabbitohs and the Eagles. What do you make of their season uh, that seems to be falling apart in front of our eyes? Yeah, so probably one of the most dominant teams in NRL over the last couple of years. They're definitely falling away. Um, as you said, a four-game losing streak is never good. They're definitely getting the heads of the um, players. Um, and yeah, as you said, they're um, tied with the Rabbits and Eels, below, who are both below them. Um, so yeah, they could well find themselves outside the um, top eight and miss out on finals um, if they don't play their game. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one uh, to see what happens with the Storm uh, over the next few weeks. They have the Warriors this week uh, who are in 13th. Uh, so it's very surprising if they lose that. And then the Titans who are in 15th. But then they still have to play Penrith um, and the Broncos, both teams who are ahead of them. Uh, and then the last couple of games, Roosters, another team in the top eight, same with the Eels, you know, bottom half of the eight. So they, they really need to sort this stuff out um, before uh, finals because otherwise it could be uh, or it will be uh, a huge issue for them. Uh, but now we're going to do our deep dive uh, for a game. And for this week, it is the Cowboys-Tigers. And it, it was just such an interesting game. So, um, I mean... Why don't you uh, talk us through your experience of it, Daniel? Yeah, it was a really good um, game for the Tigers. Um, they stuck with the Cowboys really well. Um, definitely the Cowboys, um, one of the top teams. So really good uh, performance from the Tigers to keep it really um, level. Um, but then getting to the end, um, Cowboys had a bit of a lead. Tigers scored with, I think, like a minute 30 left. Um, that put them one ahead. And then off of the kickoff, this chaos happened. Um, uh, the One of the Cowboys was pushed over by a Tigers um, and the uh, bunker reviewed it and Cowboys got a shot at goal, landed there and 27-26 final score to the Cowboys. It was a crazy game. Um, lots of controversy. Yeah, it was uh, a very interesting game just with the, the swings of it all. Uh, I was following the score with Josh, of course. He's been on the show and uh, he's um big, big Tigers fan. Um, So obviously half time, 16-6, you know, he's up. 
uh, it's all, all happy. Then the Cowboys get a couple of tries, uh, and you just think, oh, you know, Tigers, they've they've thrown it away again. They're they're down. Uh, I think it was uh eighteen, no, twenty four sixteen. Um, sorry, at that point. Uh, and then um, you know, they they get too late. Try um, oh, and then sorry, the the. Uh, field goal, of course. Uh, Tigers, in response to that, then managed to get two tries. Just unbelievably, they hit the lead. You think surely they can't lose it now? They're up one. Um, realistically, probably should have been up by a bit more. Dewey only got two out of his five conversions, and then of course we all know what happens next. And Val Holmes slots the goal. It was really one in the kicking. Holmes got five out of five. Dewey got two. Um. So even though the Tigers got more tries, the Cowboys were still able to just uh, beat them in the end. Uh, obviously, a very controversial issue. Um, there's been quite a lot said about it. We're not going to get into whether or not it uh, should have uh, been a penalty, except to say that, um, you know, let's let's hope the discourse remains uh, respectful. Um, but moving on uh, to the, the broader competition, uh, there is, of course, a real interesting fight for the top four and the top eight. So I'll just give a bit of an overview and then you share your opinion, Daniel. So in the fight for the top four, Panthers almost had the minor premiership wrapped up there, fine on 17 wins. Then I jumped to the Cowboys on 13, Sharks 12, Broncos in 12. They're solid in the top four, win the rest of their games, they'll be fine. Storm, Rabbitohs and Eels, one game behind on 11 wins. They'll be looking to chase, although the Eels differential is pretty poor and Souths isn't really too good either. Um, Maybe they could catch the Broncos. Um, and That's kind of the fight for the top four. Then the top eight, obviously the Eels have been in a bit of a free fall recently, so they'll be trying to maintain their spot in the eight as well. And then Roosters, Sea Eagles, Raiders and Dragons all on nine wins before there's a gap to the rest of the competition who, let's be honest, they're out of it now. So we, we don't really care about them anymore. Uh, but how do you see these two uh, very intriguing battles going for the rest of the year, Daniel? Yeah, I definitely think um, Panthers have got it wrapped up. Um, uh, I think Cowboys will probably hold on to second. Um, and I think Broncos might just get over the Sharks for third and fourth. Um, but then the rest of it, it's definitely going to be interesting between Storm Rabbits and Eels um, for their positions. But then, as you said, Eels on a um, bit of a losing streak, they could be in trouble for the um, next four teams. They're all tied um, and all battling will be battling it out for the um, last spot in the finals. It's going to be an interesting one. Uh, now to, to look forward at what's happening this week, there's quite a few good games going on. The Sea Eagles Roosters will be an interesting one. Uh, sea Eagles do have uh, quite a few players out, but we're we're not going to go into that. We're going to stick, stick strictly to sport. Um, so that'll be an interesting game, very important. Uh, then Eels versus Panthers, that'll be a top eight clash, and Sharks Rabbitohs as well. So a few intriguing matches here. What do you make of it all, Daniel? Yeah, um, I think the Roosters will probably get over the Sea Eagles, um, which will make the fight for the top um, the eighth position um, really intriguing. Um, I think Panthers, even though they have been beaten by the Eels, I think the Panthers will get over the Eels. Um, the Eels are not in great form at the moment. Um, and I think I think the Sharks will probably beat um, the Rabbits. Um, so that might be a bit closer. 
Yeah, it'll be a quite an interesting week of footy upcoming, of course. Uh, with the, the remaining top eight teams, Storm play the Warriors, uh, Broncos play the Tigers, and Cowboys play the Dragons. So um, quite, quite a bit going on there. But now we're going to move over to the F1. And there's been two race weekends since we last spoke, Daniel. Uh, so firstly, there was uh, Austria. Uh, looked like Verstappen would uh, dominate there, but Leclerc did uh, did quite well. Um, what what did you think of the the Austrian Grand Prix? Yeah, definitely um, the uh, a intriguing one because last year um, the Red Bull at the Red Bull Ring, Red Bull was just so dominant. Um, so it was interesting to see um, the Ferrari. Um, get on top. It was obviously uh, one of the three sprint weekends um, in the calendar. And um, on the sprint weekend, the Red Bulls looked like they had much more pace and um, that is, the Saturn managed to secure a pole because um, the sprint race where he finishes where he stops and um, big race. Um, and Leclerc hinted in the, uh, the interview with um, the press that day that um, Ferrari would get him back um and he was correct um bit of a um bit of win for ferrari um leclerc winning and getting maximum points but their um, other driver carlos signed um his race went in sm- up in smoke literally his car caught on fire um because of a mechanical issue um and that was frightening scenes watching him jump out of the car while it was rolling down the hill on fire um but yeah um red bull they'll take Another also a bit of a sweet weekend. The Southern got second, um, but uh, Sergio Perez had to retire because of a lap one in this incident, um, puncturing a hole in the sidewall. Um, so yeah, it's mi- mixed for the teams. Yeah, certainly uh, quite an interesting weekend. We'll go through some of the other points uh, in a bit, but next up was of course the French uh, French Grand French Grand Prix. Um, which was um, obviously in France, and uh, Verstappen this time he did get the job done. Mercedes got their first uh, top two position and their first two uh, out of three on the podium for the season. Uh, Ferrari had a bit of a, well, not a bit of a, a very disappointing uh, race weekend, and uh, it was all around pretty interesting. So why don't you tell us uh, what went down in France, Daniel? Yeah, so uh, the Ferrari um, had pace over the one lap, um, and they managed to secure a pole with Charles Leclerc, the staff in second. Um, Ferrari had to take an engine penalty with Carlos Sainz, putting him at the back of the grid um, after the fire in Austria. Um, and lights went out. Uh, Leclerc got the better start, the staff in second. Um, they chased around for a while, um, and then the staff in tyres just went a bit. Um, then midway through the race, um, Charles Leclerc, comfortably leading. He's done this a few times. He um, loses the rear, spins out, and um, crashes into the wall, uh, leaving the staff in the lead of the race. Um, so Charles really, really upset with himself. Um, he, um, on the radio, he, um, he could hear a scream from the car. Um, that's a really bad scream. He's, he's okay. He's just, he realized um, that might be his um, driver's championship title all over. Um, because the staff is very dominant now. 
Um, but yeah, the Saffron one, uh, as you said, the Mercedes got their first um, double podium. Uh, Sergio Perez managed to snag fourth. Carlos Sainz, another Ferrari blunder with um, team strategy. They, he had a five-second time penalty after an unsafe release. Um, and they decided to pit him again after that pit stop, which put him way behind um, the rest of the leading cars. Whereas if he continued looked on, he may have gotten third because um, he had much better pace than the rest. Um, so he managed to get fifth. Um, good. It's a, it was a really good um, race for the two McLarens as they brought upgrades. Managed to secure eight points with um, Norris in seventh and Ricardo in ninth. Um, and they're fighting the French uh, team, Alpine, to finish sixth and eighth. Um, so, yeah, really good. Um, for Ricardo, our Australian, it's his second race in a row with um, two races in a row. He's got points. So, definitely a good sign for him. He's on the uprise a bit. Um, but, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, thanks for that uh, overview. Now we're going into uh, just one last F1 topic, which is uh, I've decided that we should uh, give our team's power rankings. Um, so we're just going to rate the teams based on how we think they've gone so far um, in the season, um, kind of factoring in a bit like uh, how promising the rest of their year will be. Um, obviously, um, you know, there are, there are some teams where they've had poor starts, but they're looking to get better. So um, let's just start with the the top three teams each. How would um you rank the top three teams, Daniel? Yeah, so top three teams is an interesting one. Uh, Mercedes is definitely the third best team on the grid, and for what they were at the start of the year, they're definitely much better. Um, as the start of the year, they were struggling to get out Q one. Um. As for car performance, I will over one lap for so Poly. I'd definitely give it to Ferrari. Ferrari's definitely got a faster car over the one lap. The Red Bull just always come back in the um, straight line and in the race. Um, so I'd probably say Red Bull are performing better, um, that perspective of where they are in the Constructors' Championship. Um, but Ferrari, uh, they've definitely taken it to Red Bull this year um, with some of the tracks um, that Red Bull had looked really strong with. So especially like Austria, um, there were a few earlier in the year where they were um, much stronger than Red Bull. So definitely for constructors, Red Bull are probably going to win the constructors championship. They have uh, eighty-two points over the um, over Ferrari, but Ferrari will definitely be challenging for more um, uh, wins and definitely take it to Red Bull. Yeah. So for my top three. I actually differ with you. I agreed Red Bull number one, but I think Mercedes over the past couple of weeks, they've been better than the Ferrari. And I think also um, with the Ferrari, due to uh, some issues with um, like pit strategies and, um, you know, the the way they they seem to be managing the drivers, um, I think Mercedes uh, is has just been better than them at that. And I have a feeling that... Um, over the past two or three weeks in particular and over the coming weeks, um, the Merc uh, will quite uh, starkly outperform the Ferrari as Red Bull run away um, with constructors. But next we'll go to the midfield. So what's your uh, fourth to seventh ranked teams, Daniel? Um, oh, yeah. Coming in fourth, um, I'd probably put Alpine. Um, even though them and McLaren are definitely both 
close, but McLaren would come fifth. Um, Alpine have just managed to use the car more uh, better. Um, definitely Fernando Alonso showing his um, experience and use the car really well. And Esteban Ocon, definitely a better season for him than us year, I think. Um, and the Alpine didn't have those um, reliability issues at the start of the year, um, which allowed them to work on uh, their work on their um, performance. Um, and they had a bit of a head start. Um, with McLaren, fifth, I'd probably give them... Oh, they're, they're very close to Alpine. Um, those two might chop and change throughout the, the rest of the year. McLaren, the, they only had their first major upgrade um, in France. Definitely looks better, just not yet on top of um, Alpine. Um, but then again, they did have those initial um, problems. Um, in sixth, Haas, probably. Um, Haas is definitely close. Or Haas might be up. Haas might be... Uh, Haas is probably challenging with McLaren for fifth. Um, just the step up they've made with Magnuson and Schumacher than, from last year. Um, really good. Um, and then in seventh, I would probably give it to Alfa Romeo. Um, they have had a few um, blunders, but definitely um, going well. Uh, Valtteri Bottas definitely showing how well he as the young team leader. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, I think I'm pretty similar to you in this regard, where I'd put Alpine 4, McLaren 5. I um, think the Haas has been good in recent weeks. Uh, and then I'd put uh, Aston Martin, uh, I believe, yep, in uh, seven, uh, unless I'm forgetting someone. No, sorry, Alfa Romeo, because uh, Bottas has been able to do really well in that car. Uh, and then the bottom three, uh, how would you uh, decipher between these teams? Yeah, the bottom three is an interesting one. Um, I think Aston Martin would probably um, be first in the bottom three, um, just after... Um, recent events, so definitely um, up to their game. Um, Alpha Cowrie and Williams are the ones that I left. I think I'd probably give it to Williams um, tonight. Um, just with what their car is, their drivers have done amazing. Um, Albon really well. Um, and then Alpha Cowrie last. Alpha Cowrie have definitely had a um, bit of a shocker this season. Um, they've just haven't gotten their set up right with their um, drivers. And um, they're probably waiting on a few upgrades um, for the coming races um, to make their car better. But, yeah, definitely a drop-off from Alpha-Cowry um, in the past few races. There definitely has been. Uh, I'd put Aston Martin 8, Alpha-Cowry 9, Williams 10. Um, I think Aston Martin, quite a bit of improvement. They had a shocking start to the season. But they're looking all right now, which is uh, promising for any Aston Martin fans out there. But now... We're going to move on to the other racing series, the Australian racing series, the one we all know and love, the supercars. And they recently went to Townsville. Uh, quite an exciting weekend. Some final lap drama in one of the races. Give us uh, your overview of what happened, Daniel. Yeah, so we went to Townsville with the new, uh, well, not new, but a different format. Um, refueling was back. Um, so the cars had to take on 110 milliliters of well, 110 litres of fuel, I think. Um, so definitely uh, uh, good to see that. I think it's much more exciting when there's more strategy because um, the teams all differ on how much they put in for the first stop. Um, some might put a bit less 
to get back to position so much more so they can have a shorter stop at the end. Um, but it was just another dominant um, weekend for Shane Van Kiersbergen and the Red Bull Empire Racing Commodore. Um, just really, really dominant. Um, it's always been, uh, Townsville has always been a good track for the Red Bull team. Um, but yeah, uh, he managed to win the first one quite convincingly. Um, then race 20, uh, the, last, the Sunday race, uh, was a bit closer. A um, couple of last uh, final corner drama with him and um, rival Anton De Pasquale. Uh, De Pasquale sent it from around three tire lengths back. Um, went down the inside of Shane, tagged him on the rear wheel, um, Shane spun, and then going down the um, straight, uh, Anton was told to redress to give the position back to um, avoid the penalty. Um, and then Gisbergen being the uh, um, cheeky um, racer that he is, just sat straight behind him and forced him to go first um, to enforce the penalty on the deepest quality. Um, so, yeah, um, really funny to see how um, Shane deals with that. Uh, Shane got the win and, yeah, added to his championship. Yeah, certainly quite an interesting last uh, lap drama. Really uh, good for the sport, I reckon, if there's interesting fights going on. Um that being said, in the Drivers' Championship, Giz seems to be running away with it. But in Constructors, obviously, since his uh, um, teammate is is a rookie, it's a, it's a bit more of a closer affair. Um, how do you think the Constructors' Championship in uh, in supercars will play out, Daniel? Yeah, the Constructors' one is definitely a interesting one. Um, the top two teams are Red Bull and Shell definitely has it all to themselves. Um, the next one, which is half the Tickford garage, uh, 560 points behind. Um, but yeah, it's interesting, obviously, with Brock Feeney being a uh, rookie this year. He's definitely pulling above his weight, though. Um, definitely really good points. He is um, currently uh, sixth in the championship, which is a outstanding um, work for his first year. Um, but then Shell with Anton Bipasquale and Will Davidson, two much more experienced guys. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who can take it out. There's only 10 points in it. Um, Red Bull will be backing Chain to lead it with his um, race win. The race win is only the same points every time. Shell managed to get a second and a third, a lot like um, what Winkup used to do um, when he was not fighting for the championship. He was Mr. Consistent. Um, Shell might have enough to do it. Um, Red Bull only just um, this week, uh, last weekend, um, took back the championship from Shell because Shell was leading Darwin. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. I think Shell might have the edge at the moment. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one to watch, and I think this will be a really good breeding ground for Brock Feeney's career. Um, it'll be a you know good experience for him. Kenny... Can he play that support role? Can he prove himself in the car that he can do a good job for the team uh, and, you know, help help them get the W? But uh, now one last thing we're going to mention, and that is the Commonwealth Games begin tomorrow, except it's Australia time, so it's stupidly early Friday morning at 4.30. Uh, most events will begin 4 or 5 in the afternoon and go through till 7 or 8 in the morning, so it's not the best timing for us. That being said, the swimming heats, which is my favourite event at a Commonwealth Games or Olympics because it's just the thing we're best at. They're 7.30 at night, although the finals are in the middle of the night. 
uh, so we won't be able to get the finals, even if the heats are prime time. And, of course, this one has cricket. There's a women's T20 competition, Australia in Group A, and we begin against Barbados. But it's going to be a great event. What What do you think of the, the Con Games coming up, Daniel? Yeah, really exciting. Um, definitely a uh, good time for sports fans all over the um, world. And, um, yeah, it'll be good to see. Um, definitely on the catch-up, though. Not um, live timing. Um, but, yeah, definitely excited that the cricket is there. Um, the girls will um, have their chance to rest the world again. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. And uh, to finish off, of course, we're going to have our um our performance of the week, our player of the week, our sports person of the week, whatever whatever I'm deciding to call this segment. Uh, and um for me this week, uh there there's quite a few people it could go to, but I'm going to give it to Van Gisbergen for his performances in Townsville a couple of weeks ago. I think that was a, a really excellent performance. But uh, who would who would you give yours to, Daniel? I'm going to give it to Daniel Ricciardo. He's definitely um, picked up his game last few races in Austria and France. He's um, managed to secure points um, for the first time in a while. Um, but definitely an up in his um, season. So hopefully he can carry that momentum into Hungary. Yeah, it's going to be, um, you know, this well, yeah, the 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 end of the supercars and F one seasons will both be very interesting, and that's going to bring us to the end of this episode, a very motorsport heavy one. Uh, so thanks for joining me, Daniel. It was a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, pleasure to be here. You're welcome back anytime. And uh, to anyone listening, please share this podcast with a mate so that we can uh, expand the brand here. Follow us on Instagram because um, that you'll just get updates. Whenever I make a podcast, I'll probably make a post there. And remember to keep coming back to the Matthew Talks About Sport podcast.